Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you're tuning in on snl.com forward slash soccer to Duma, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Play. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, I'm not alone. Please welcome International News Desk correspondent, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Kurt the Dirt, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Shawnee. How are you doing? I'm very, very well, thank you. Let's get straight into it, Kurti. Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal career continues. Talk to us. Yeah, um, so it seems like he will continue with the national team for the foreseeable future. Yeah. After Martinez was appointed, he did say publicly that he was going to chat to everybody in the squad, um, just see where they are. And Ronaldo was one of the people that he gave a phone call to. Um, and at the time, it wasn't reported what that decision was. Yeah. But then he was obviously named in the squad. Um, he was the captain in both of their Euro qualifier, uh, the qualifying wins over Liechtenstein and Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks like he'll continue. But for me personally, it, it's it's going to be all smiles now. He scored four goals over the two games. Um, but I think it should be noted that Liechtenstein and Luxembourg are both ranked below Bafana in the FIFA rankings. Um, so in terms of the quality of opposition, not really there. So I think it's still early or too early to tell whether... Um, Ronaldo will be a part of his sort of tournament squads going forward. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it's not really... I, I don't think it shows a lot of strength from from Roberto Martinez's side. Um, he went into the World Cup, this previous World Cup, with Hazard as a nailed-on starter when he hadn't played any football going into the tournament. And it ended up costing Belgium. They got knocked out the group stage. Um, Hazard was eventually dropped I think it was for the third group stage match um, when Belgium really needed a win so you wondered why he even went with Hazard in the first two games Mm. Um, so I I think that what most Portugal fans want is a fresh start they they are happy to have seen the back of Fernando Santos Um, they're not really inspired by Roberto Martinez coming in after sort of being deemed a failure at Belgium um, so now for him to continue with Ronaldo, a 38-year-old who will be um, close to 40 um, at the next Euros, I'm not really sure it inspires confidence. And I think that um, it is time for a change there um, to, to pass that sort of baton on to the, to the younger players. There's Gonzalo Ramos of Benfica who's been in terrific form. He was the player who scored that hat-trick um, when he replaced Ronaldo at the World Cup for the, for the round of 16. So... Yeah, it's a strange one, and I think that it's still early doors. I'm sure there will be a lot of calls when the, when the opposition gets trickier for Ronaldo to get dropped, and uh, it's it, it remains to be seen how he will handle that. Kurt, do you think there's a bigger picture here? Because um, Ronaldo being such a big name, a big player, I think there is certain justice to be done to him, as you know, Portugal will also provide him an opportunity to chase down his own individual accolades. Um, you know, he's the joint most international caps in men's football history alongside, is it Bada Al Mutawa? He's just surpassed that. Okay. Yeah, so he's but, just surpassed that. Um, but I, yeah, I hear you, Sean. Um, yeah. I hear you, and I think that it is important, I think, that Ronaldo goes out um, of international football on a high. And, you know, if, if it was to end like it did at the World Cup, where he ended up getting dropped. And there was this big sort of fallout with the coach, Fernando Santos. Um, there were rumours at the time that Ronaldo went into his office, was very, very unhappy to to have been dropped to the bench. 
Um, and I think that for a legend like that, it is important that he goes out on a high. Yeah. But I, I worry that at the next major, you know, tournament where Portugal are struggling, because inevitably they will if Ronaldo's still up front. Yeah. Um, particularly if he's still playing in um, Saudi Arabia, where he's playing against weak opposition. Um, I worry that the same sort of situation unfolds where people in Portugal, and this is what happened during the World Cup, people in Portugal were calling for him to get dropped. Um, they were calling for, for him to get dropped um, to the bench and yeah. it ended up happening and it worked, at least for that round of 16 game. They, they ended up getting knocked out to Morocco at the quarterfinals. Mm. But um, I just worry that the same thing won't happen. Um, so for now, of course, it's going to be all smiles. And Ronaldo's going to be happy to, to be back in the team, to be leading the team again. But like I said, when it gets trickier, when the opposition gets tougher, yeah. you know, what happens then? Yeah, good points. Um, we can't talk about Ronaldo without talking about Messi. Uh, Lionel Messi becomes the third player ever to score 100 international goals. Incredible. Yeah, so like Ronaldo scoring against Liechtenstein and uh, Luxembourg, you know, Messi's... Uh, opposition or the level of opposition he played over this international break of course wasn't wasn't high wasn't strong no. um wins against panama and curacao 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 sorry come on um so yeah it, it's still one hell of a milestone only the third player to to surpass a century of goals um on the international stage mm. i think that for messi right now he's just enjoying being a world champion and they're enjoying or they, they clearly enjoyed these celebrations and these friendlies in Argentina where they got to be with their people. Yeah. Um, the World Cup trophy was there, of course. Messi got to say a few speeches to fans. Um, I don't know if you saw that video of their welcome to their first game in Buenos yeah. Aires. Crazy. Just goosebumps. You could you could just tell what it means to the to, yeah. to the Argentinian people, and uh, I'm sure he's just enjoying it for now. But like like with Ronaldo, you know, who knows what the future holds for him on the international stage because. He is in decline, I think, at, at 35 years old. He's, he's yeah. soon to be 36. Yeah. Um, there's still question marks over his future at PSG. Will he extend? Does he go to the MLS? Um, yeah, so so let's see what happens. But no, it's it's incredible that you know 10 years ago, Ronaldo and Messi were the two greatest players in the world. Mm. Um, and to be here now with both of them having reached 100 goals on the international stage, it's uh, it's incredible. Yeah, it's uh, well from two of the greatest players to probably one of the most up and coming greatest players in the world. I guess uh, Kylian Mbappe. Um, he has now replaced Hugo Lloris as captain of France's national team. I wasn't aware that Hugo Lloris had retired from international football, but but anyway, be that be that it may. Um, Twenty four, big step. I guess he's just. Um, He's at the forefront of a new generation of players, I guess, for France. Do you think this is the right move? 24, quite young, but he's been around already for a hell of a long time. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the perfect move. I know that there was a lot of um, or the, yeah, controversy around this decision, mm. especially because he was sort of up against Griezmann, who is, of course, far more experienced on the international stage. I think he's got 119 caps for France, and he's played something like 76 consecutive matches. Yeah. Um, so... I, I understand the the confusion and the concerns, but Mbappe is a is a generational player like Messi and Ronaldo, who were also both made captains of their respective countries at a young age, um, and he's the perfect bridge between that young generation and that old generation. He's got the respect of the old guard. Um, of course, everyone who is younger than him looks up to him. Um, the experience that he has for a 24 year old is sort of unmatched. He's, he's played in two World Cups already. 
Um, so I think it's a great move. Um, I also think that it forces him to mature. I know that Mbappe, of course, with the experience he has, is mature. Um, but there are still question marks over his attitude and maybe the lack of defending he does in the field, etc., etc. But this puts him in the spotlight, and now everybody looks up to him as the leader. Um, and I think that it just fast tracks his growth, um, sort of as a complete dressing room leader, etc., mm. etc. Et so I think it's a great decision, um, and uh, I think it's one that Deschamps had to make. And Griezmann's probably going to still be around for a few years. Yeah. Um, so if you think about it, Mbappe might have only been made captain at 27, 28. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a great call. I think it's a great call. Mbappe is is going to be the best player in the world for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so I think it's fitting that he gets to lead one of the, the strongest national teams there is. It's hard to fathom. You mentioned he's already played in two World Cups at 24. It's it's beyond. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite remarkable. I mean. To you know, his hat trick in the World Cup final just last year um, was was incredible. His performances throughout the tournament, and that's what you can expect to see from him for the next 10, 15 years on the international stage. Um, so, yeah, he's a player who's played tons of game games in his, his young career. Um, I think he's already France's fifth all-time top goal scorer. Mm. Um, so I think everyone around him at the national team, whether it's his teammates, the technical staff, they understand what the path looks like for Mbappe. Mm. So, yes, he is young and he's 24 years old um, and he's been made the captain. But everyone knows that he's going to go on to break every record there is. He will, just yep. in a few years' time, I reckon, become France's all-time top goal scorer. He'll probably get to more appearances than Hugo Lloris, who's the, the all-time record appearance maker. You know, every record there is in the, the French national team, Mbappe, is set to break, um, barring, of course, serious injuries. So it's just a case of everyone understanding what his path looks like. Um, so why wait? Why wait to give him this opportunity? He deserves it. Um, like I said, a generational player who will, I think, when it's all said and done, go go down as one of the greats. So, yeah, um, it's a it's a good decision for me. Yeah, well, well said, Kurti. Um, and from a giant of a player to a giant of a manager, in my opinion, Thomas Tuchel has taken over as Bayern Munich manager and is turning to former club Chelsea in a bid to improve the fortunes of the Bundesliga giants, much to Chelsea's frustration. This could get very interesting. Yeah, so he's he's after Mason Mount, who, you know, his, his contract talks at Chelsea are stalling. Yeah. Um, I think his deal expires at the end of next year. Um, so there's rumours that Chelsea could cash in on him um, if a, an agreement isn't reached. And currently he's out of the team. He hasn't been playing. Um, I think in the when Chelsea won three games in a row recently, Mason Mount hadn't started in any of those games. Um, but no, it's an interesting decision to to replace Julian Nagelsmann with Tuchel at this point of the season when Bayern are still in the running to win Bundesliga. They are in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. I think they're still in the DFB Pokal Cup as well. So it's an interesting call, but I've read some really interesting theories, reports, um, call it what you will. But mm. apparently Bayern just weren't very happy with the the way that Julian Nagelsmann carried himself outside of the field. So there were reports that they weren't really impressed by the suits, you know, he, he was always dressed very smartly in polo necks and um, these these beautiful suits. The cars that he was driving apparently wasn't really to their liking. Um, mm -hmm. He was sort of seen as this, well, 
the the way that he carried himself in the city um, just didn't really please Bayern because you know they're a club of tradition. Um, they're mm. a club that usually appoints ex-players. They've got a bunch of ex-players running the club, um, and they've they've worked like that for years. Um, so Nagelsmann was always seen as as a bit of an outsider, um, and they they worried that his youth, because he is still a very young manager, um, wasn't getting in the way in terms of the way he he carried himself mm. um, away from the club. But um, having said that, they were also unhappy with what he was doing with the squad. They believed that he should be getting more out of the team. Um, and I think the perfect way to sort of see this is that Bayern is a club that doesn't wait for failure to to act. Yeah. They will they will act ahead of time to prevent that failure from happening. So they could see that the, the, their form, especially in the Bundesliga this season, hasn't been great. Mm. And instead of um, the risk of slipping further behind Dortmund, the, 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 the points different right now is only one. So, of course, they can still go on and win it. But instead of allowing that gap to, to get bigger, they, they would rather act now um, and, and, and appoint Tuchel, who had been a, a target of this for years. Um, and that's also another sort of key point here is that Tuchel was available and they thought that uh, they couldn't let that opportunity slip. Yeah, interesting times ahead. I, I rate him as a manager very highly. Do you, Cody? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. I, I think he's a great manager and he was you know, hard done by Chelsea um, earlier this season. But no, he's a, he's a great manager and I think that he will get probably a lot out of that squad. Hmm. Um, and I expect them to be in the running for, for everything this season. Yeah. But moving on to the, the biggest and best league in the world, in my opinion. Following a two-week-long international break, the Premier League returns with Man City and Liverpool locking horns at the Etihad Stadium for a mouth-watering contest on Saturday lunchtime. Kickoff, Kirti, massive game for the Blues. Um, a must-win Sure, but you know, this season against Liverpool hasn't really gone our way. When I say our way, I'm a City fan. Um, it's a biggie for both teams, I guess. Yeah, I was about to say it's a must win for both games. City, mm. second on the table, eight yeah. points behind Arsenal with a game in hand. Um, and then Liverpool are six, seven points outside of the top four with mm. two games in hand. So both teams need to win this game. Um, we've seen Klopp get the better of Pep Guardiola many times. Mm. Um, but this one is at City. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that City need a statement win like this to go on uh, a run that sort of puts them back in the running for the for the title. Um, I believe that they could be without Haaland, who is currently carrying a knock. He missed this international break with with Norway. Um, so it's a it's a big game, and uh, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's uh, so City have only lost. One of the last 13 top flight meetings against Liverpool at the Etihad Stadium, which bodes well for the Blues. Having said that, though, they've lost two of their three meetings against them this season. So, yeah, it's a biggie. It's a biggie. It's a biggie. I, I, I hope, personally, I, I want to see City win it to keep the title race interesting. Yeah. Um, and I say that because Manchester United aren't in the title race. So, I, I would rather have the title race... Um, be something to look forward to. I think there's now, after this game, there'll be, I think, 10 left. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the, the spectacle and the entertainment, I want I want, a, I want an interesting title race. But yeah, I also just don't want Liverpool anywhere near the top four. 
Fair enough. Curti, anything else we should be keeping our eyes and ears to uh, this coming week? Um, not really. Yeah, we've covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> we've covered it all. But like, yeah, we'll we'll catch up next week and discuss all the football that will have taken place over the weekend. Magic. And that is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Desk. So whether you have been listening on snl24.com forward slash Soccer Google Play, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Shawnee.